the Triangle on WKNC 88.1. The views in this do not necessarily reflect the views of WKNC, student media, or NCSU. Good afternoon, Raleigh, and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle on 88.1 WKNC slash HD1 Raleigh. I'm Nick Weaver. You just heard Arson Daly with Dead. Formed in 2014, Arson Daly has already begun to blaze their own trail within the North Carolina music scene. Comprised of vocalist slash guitarist Zach Dunham, bassist Quincy Platt, and drummer Adam McLean, Arson Daly signed to Split Rail Records and released their debut self-titled full-length EP in 2016. Arson Daly is an album full of dynamism an equal amount of rousing high-energy jams and slow-brooding, moody ballads that makes for a compelling introduction to the scene. I also believe they are from App State, because that's how I found out about them from my friend that goes to App State. Yeah, I think they're from Boone. Yes. Um, and I'm Marissa Jordan. If you enjoyed our new intro, that's part of our new segment where we feature local artists on Eye on the Triangle. If you are interested in being featured on this segment with your music, poetry, short story, spoken word, etc., please contact us at publicaffairs at wknc.org. As always, we've got a great show lined up for you guys today. We're going to be bringing you a look at some local news this episode about newly announced historic sites around NC. And Nick brings you his modest mouth review. This week, he reviews Mr. Mellow by Washed Out. Absolutely fantastic album, spoilers. But first, Marissa brings you an interview with a local hero, Marlianne, is that how you pronounce it, Majette? Yes. Who runs the Love Mutts Rescue in North Carolina in Virginia. National Register adds eight North Carolina historic places. Raleigh, North Carolina. The North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources announces that one district, one boundary expansion, and one additional documentation and six individual properties across the state have been added to the National Register of Historic Places. The following properties were reviewed by the North Carolina National Register Advisory Committee and were subsequently approved by the NC State Historic Preservation Officer and forwarded to the Keeper of the National Register. With these new additions, the number of North Carolina's listings in the National Register of Historic Places has surpassed 3,000, said Secretary Susie Hamilton, NC Department of Natural and Cultural Resources, a comprehensive count of buildings in the state contributing to the listed historic districts yields an estimate of more than 75,000 National Register properties. The National Register is a vital tool for preserving our state's historic resources. These figures reaffirm North Carolina's national leadership in the historic preservation movement. The listing of a property in the National Register places no obligation or restriction on a private owner using private resources to maintain or alter the property. Over the years, various federal and state incentives have been introduced to assist private preservation initiatives, including tax credits for the rehabilitation of the National Register property. As of January 1, 2017, over 3,573 rehabilitation projects 
with an estimated private investment of over $2.398 billion have been completed. In central North Carolina, the Barry O'Kelly Historic District, Raleigh, Wake County. The Barry O'Kelly Historic District is located in the Method community of Raleigh, a community established in the 1870s by freed African Americans. Named for Method's most prominent businessmen and philanthropists, the Barry O'Kelly Historic District represents the institutional core of Method, containing educational and religious resources that O'Kelly was instrumental in developing. The school trained African American students in vocational and liberal arts skills on a campus that had as many as eight buildings at its peak. Today, only the 1927 Rosenwald Fund Assisted Agricultural Building and the 1958-1959 Gymnasium remain. The district also includes the 1923 St. James African Methodist Episcopal Church, partially established by O'Kelly and O'Kelly's grave. The Barry O'Kelly Historic District is significant for African-American heritage and education, for architecture and for its association with Barry O'Kelly. Little River High School, Bahama, Durham County. Little River High School, constructed in several phases between 1939 and 1957, is significant for education, African-American heritage, and architecture. The highly intact brick school complex was constructed to serve rural African-American children in grades one through 12. It was the second public high school on the site, built after the first school was destroyed by a fire. It was a consolidation school that replaced one and two room frame schools, common throughout northern Durham County at the time. Modern style brick additions and an ancillary building erected in the decades following the initial construction illustrated an ongoing commitment to the Durham County Board of Education to provide better educational facilities for the rural black population from the 1930s until the school became fully desegregated in 1969. SS Peter and Paul's Russian Orthodox Greek Catholic Church, St. Helena, Pender County. SS Peter and Paul's Russian Orthodox Greek Catholic Church was built in 1932 to 1933 for residents of the small rural community of St. Helena. The community was one of several colonies developed in Pender, New Hanover, and Columbus counties for the settlement by European immigrants for farming. The church is a rare example in southeastern North Carolina of an Eastern Orthodox house of worship, which combines the traditional American church form, dark red brick walls, and round arched windows with distinctly Russian Orthodox features of a gold metal onion dome and Orthodox crosses crowning the front and rear gables. The Orthodox character of the interior of the church is evident in its square central nave an apsidal eastern sanctuary containing the altar separated from the nave by a three-door screen or iconostasis raised above the nave floor. The church is architecturally significant for its traditional American forms combined with distinguishing eastern or, or Russian Orthodox detailing. These have been only three of the eight historical sites in North Carolina. You can check out 
the North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources website for more information. Ago, my family and I welcomed a furry friend into our pack for the first time in 10 years. His name is Nettie, he is a beagle red healer mix, and he is the absolute sweetest dog on earth. While searching for a furry companion, my mom and I happened upon a rescue called Love Mutts, where we would eventually adopt Nettie from. Love Mutts is a non-profit rescue run in central North Carolina and Virginia. They rescue dogs and cats, provide the animals with the care they need, and find them foster homes until the animals are eventually adopted. Love Mutts is run by Marley and her slew of faithful volunteers. I decided to sit down with Marley and talk about why she started the rescue and of course, get some good adoption stories. Okay, I'm Marley Ann Midget. The year I retired from teaching, a young man was in my class whose mother had gotten a job as a vet tech at the Warrington Shelter. And I told her I had some kennels at my house if they needed some saved. So I took three home. We adopted one, and two other people adopted the other two. And that started it because I was so, became so passionate about saving them. It just takes one person. And I worked by myself and met all these wonderful people. Uh, bringing these dogs into Wake Forest and Raleigh to be adopted and somebody said you could start a rescue and I said I don't think so but with the help of my volunteers we've got the nonprofit and we, I've been doing this for 10 years and we've saved over 4,000 animals. Our purpose is to save animals whether they're from the shelters or strays Sometimes people contact me, they want to rehome their dog. That's very sad, always very sad for me. But these are dogs that would die, and it's, it is my passion. Marley and Love Mutts are truly an inspirational pairing. I asked Marley to share a good dog movie type happy ending with me from her time at Love Mutts. So she shared the story of Wiggles the Pitbull. So I got a phone call from a lady who told me she had picked up a dog on the side of the road, which is not uncommon, and typically I just say, can you foster? But when she continued the story, it made me angry, and I thought, this dog deserves better. Um, there was a truck that was in front of her that stopped and pushed the dog out of the truck. The dog ran after the truck until it couldn't run anymore, and so she opened the car door and let this pit bull in her car sweetest thing, got kisses, and she's now happily adopted. Before I left Marley, I asked her to leave a message for all the listeners of WKNC about what to do if they find a stray animal. If you see a stray animal on the street, please take the moment to find out if it's really a stray. And the shelter is not a bad place for an animal because many rescues watch the shelters. There's a lot of volunteers and they have a much better chance than being on the street fending for themselves. If you're looking for a new furry friend or just want to make a difference in the world, 
I'd suggest you check out Love Mutt's Rescue. Without Marley and her team of volunteers, I'd hate to think where my little Nettie would be today. Love Mutt's really does make a positive impact in the community, whether it's through adoption, raising money for vet treatment for unhealthy animals, or just getting animals off the street. I'd like to thank Marley and Love Mutt's for this interview. This has been Marissa Jordan for Eye on the Triangle. Hello and welcome. I'm Nick Weaver of Eye on the Triangle, and you are listening to the Modest Mouth Review. So, first order of business, what's the album on the chopping block today? Why, it's Mr. Mellow by Washed Out. You may be familiar with this band if you've seen an episode or two of Portlandia, for which they provide the opening theme. If not, you're still in for a treat, let me explain. Washed Out is probably not the kind of band you're thinking of if this is the first time you're hearing the name. At first glance, they might seem like the kind of band that would be producing the kind of raw, agitated, grungy music akin to Nirvana's earlier records during the Bleach era, or a contemporary of bands like Fuzz or perhaps Leader Kenny. Those are, of course, all vastly different groups, but you would at least expect something akin to rock, or some kind of band whose sound would reflect being born in a garage with a multitude of distorted guitars. This is not the case with Washed Out. In fact, Washed Out is much closer to electronica or gorillas-esque hip-hop than rock. The best way to describe this band's sound is to say it's an eclectic collection of sounds that form a spacey yet familiar atmosphere that engulfs the listener on each song. Washed Out is more easily compared to groups like Animal Collective, who similarly compose songs with large amounts of echo that complement a collection of bizarre sounds and a steady beat. The style and method of songwriting for both bands is one which intently focuses on creating a soundscape to surround the listener with a series of harmonious noises, with little regard for lyrics or typical song structure. Living up to the album title, Mr. Mellow is an incredibly laid-back, chill album. This is well in line with prior Washed Out albums, but I think Mr. Mellow really fits the bill the best. It doesn't try to be more than it is, just a very cool, atmospheric bundle of sounds that are pleasing to the ears. Some of Washed Out's tracks on prior albums go for a more artsy vibe or feel mildly more fast-paced or forced, but this one takes its time to romance the listener. No rush, no stress, just sit back and relax. If you let yourself get lost in this album, it's easy to forget how instrumentally beautiful and complex it is, and just assume that the songs flowed naturally from the brain of the artist to the listener's ears. Most of the instrumentation you'll hear on this album comes in the form of arpeggiated keyboards and sound effects, vocals with a variety of filters and effects applied to them, phased background and accompaniment synths, beautifully accented chimes, various types of percussion, a good few of which might be wood-based, and an exceptionally clean and fitting drum machine. It all works together brilliantly, and I don't think Washed Out could have possibly put together a better soundscape under any circumstances. Mr. Mellow feels at once like both a precision operation of musical excellence and a chill, no-pressure side project from some sort of savant producer. Words can't describe how perfectly smooth and decadent this album really is. Washed Out isn't even my personal fare of genre or songwriting, but the brilliant work on this album has really caught my attention and drawn me in to experience something totally outside of my typical realm of tastes. I highly recommend this album to anyone and everyone, but I think it will especially appeal to fans of Animal Collective, Ratatat, Mild High Club, and potentially Sweet Valley. 
My only gripe with this album is that it's a touch short. With only 12 tracks, some of which clock in at under a minute, all of which clock in at under 5 minutes, the full length of this album is only about 25 minutes. For me, I think it would be best if the 30 second introductory track and the second to last track, which serves mostly as a transition, were both replaced with full songs. However, I also recognize that a shorter album is less likely to overstay its welcome and is much easier to quickly digest. In a way, the only real negative I could come up with isn't even a proper negative, just a personal preference. And if that isn't a sign of high quality, I don't know what is. On a scale of negative 2 to 7, I give this album a positive 6. Just all around a quality album. I'll reserve the full 7 rating on the count of the fact that I'm not super familiar with this genre and therefore don't know how typical of it this album is. But I'll say I was incredibly impressed. If all Chillwave albums sounded like Mr. Mellow, I wouldn't be upset. The album is, once again, Mr. Mellow by Washed Out. That's Mr. Mellow by Washed Out. That's all for today. I've been Nick, though I'm also known as Lens, Klesk, Floatstar, Meerkat, or just that dude who can't dress himself properly in public. I'm most fond of that last one. If you'd like to send in a review request, email publicaffairs at wknc.org, or send us a tweet at wknc underscore EOT. Thanks again for listening in, and I'll speak to you all again next time. You're listening to Eye on the Triangle on 80.1 WKNC HD1 Raleigh. I'm Nick. And I'm Marissa. It's now time for one of my favorite segments, Local Trivia Tidbit. Joining us today is our new member, Jeremy Avivi, a potential future contributor for Eye on the Triangle. So, Jeremy, we're going to hand this off to you. What is our Local Trivia Tidbit today? Um, We found an alligator dead in East Charlotte. Um, the alligator was 10 feet long, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty long for an alligator. They pretty said it was in the, uh, the Noose River. The Noose River, yes. And that's also, like, I'm from Charlotte, so that's scary. And they're also talking about the possibility of opening up recreational alligator hunting for the first time since 1973 as a means of population control. Oh, that's a, that's a long time ago since alligator hunting was legal. Yeah, so I, um, actually read the article and it said that so this couple was out fishing and they see they reel in what they think is a huge fish and it turns out to be like this huge dead alligator like imagine how freaky that is okay now this is this is the part where i'm confused how do you reel in a dead alligator with what does it clamp how do, how does a dead creature hook onto your fish hook they yeah. must have talent <laughs> all right yeah no i would say that's talent you reeled in a 10 foot alligator thinking it was a fish that's talent that i'll give it to you there yeah, strength definitely some strength in there yeah no that's that's also a very good fishing rod apparently Yes, so the alligator was already shot in the head, or it had appeared to be shot in the head. Brutal. Uh, State wildlife officials couldn't confirm the cause of death as it was already partially decayed, which is disgusting. So they're saying that possibly it was not dead from the bullet, which makes that even weirder. Yeah, creepy stuff. Well, I wouldn't say creepy, just bizarre. Grody. Grody. Grody's (laughs) it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, that about does it for the local trivia tidbit. Let's move on to This Day in History, today hosted by Jeremy. Okay, well, in This Day in History, in 1775, the U.S. postal system was established. Yay, long lines, many colored stamps, boring trips to get your passport done. I had that done recently. It was terrible. Oh, also, This Day in History, in 1908, the FBI was founded. It's pretty cool. You know, they uh, inspired... Many, many movies afterwards. Yep. And uh, what's on? Uh, what's next on there? In 1956, the Egyptian national the e- Egypt nationalized the Suez Canal. Uh, I am not familiar with the Suez Canal. Is that 
Is that the uh, the I one think... that they used to pa pass into the the uh, Prince Caspian Sea? No, that's not right. That's not right at all. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys taken geography? I haven't. Bay of Bengal. It's the bigger, the biggest one, the biggest canal. That sounds uh, I think great. It's Panama. Panama. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Wow. Uh, next up, 1943. And in 1943, entertain entertainer Mick Jagger was born. Woo! Gotta love those stones. All right, that about does it for this week's show. Thanks for joining us on this fantastic Wednesday afternoon. As always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, let us know at publicfairs at wknc.org. And be sure to check out our blog at wknc-eot.tumblr.com. Our intro music was Dead by Arson Daily. You can catch another episode of Eye on the Triangle next or the week after next right here on wknc oh we really gotta update that script i'd like to thank our contributors and the rest of the staff here at eye on the triangle for eye on the triangle i am nick weaver wishing you all a fantastic wednesday afternoon and be sure to catch us the wednesday after next at our usual 5 to 6 p.m time slot and if you're interested in having your art featured on the show or producing a segment for the show please let us know by emailing public affairs at wknc.org Thanks again for listening in. You know the drill. Stay tuned for your usual programming of amazing indie music, and we'll see you all again next time.